Hello and welcome to Never Waste a Good Hysterectomy, where we frankly discuss all things related to hysterectomies. My name is Milani Favurt, author of Never Waste a Good Hysterectomy. In this episode, we talk about our sexual recovery from a medical perspective. But before we go on, please may I remind you, as always, that this podcast is intended for information purposes only and must, of course, never replace medical intervention. So if you are worried or something doesn't feel right, please contact your medical provider immediately. After a hysterectomy, many women worry about when it is okay to become sexually active again. So I asked Dr. Kate Chambers, a specialized gynecologist, to talk us through when and how we can get back on the wagon again. Welcome, Dr. Kate. So good to be back. Today we're talking sex and specifically the physical side of getting our sexual groove back. I know it differs very much uh, from the type of hysterectomy and we have spoken about it a little bit before in some of the previous episodes. But the really big question for women and their partners are usually (laughs) how long before I can I can get on the horse again. (laughs) So um, as we've mentioned before, it's important for your body to heal. Um, and in the case of a hysterectomy, most importantly, it's the cuff, the vaginal cuff where the uterus and the cervix have been removed that need to heal. So we say at least six weeks. Generally, you'll see your surgeon at about six, four to six weeks and they'll do an examination and have a look at the cuff just to make sure that everything's healing nicely and that there's no concerns. And once they give you the all clear, then it's safe. But generally, we say about six weeks. Is that just about penetration or what if women masturbate or what about oral sex? Is there a problem with the actual orgasm as well? Can that do injury? No. So generally that's with penetration because you don't want anything to disrupt the sutures. If you have penetration, you know, um, with a toy or fingers or anything like that, anything that can touch the cuff sutures and can disrupt those, that's a no-no. But if you are masturbating using clitoral stimulus um, and oral sex, that's completely fine because you're not interrupting the cuff and the sutures. However, we do say that it's probably best to wait about two weeks before you do any sexual contact so that when you do have an orgasm, obviously there is muscle contraction of the vagina and um, movement of all that tissue, you just want that cuff to be stable enough so that when you do have a contraction, there's no disruption. Is the vagina shortened during a hysterectomy? Um, So it depends on the type of hysterectomy. Um, It's definitely shortened when you do a radical hysterectomy, which is done for certain types of cancers where you are having to remove the upper third of the vagina. So that's definitely shortened. When you are just removing the uterus and the cervix, your vaginal tissue generally stays around about the same length. On a whole, I would say that it's not shortened, but it does depend on how your cervix is sitting in the vagina, how much your cervix protrudes through the vagina, how much tissue we need to move through in order to make sure that we get the whole cervix out. So in general, no, but there are definitely some circumstances where it is shortened a little bit. Some women feel that it's also tightened. Is that just because they haven't used it for a while or is there there another reason for that? So probably a combination. Um, And once again, depends on the surgery that you're doing. You know, there are surgeries that you can do at the same time as a hysterectomy, which are your anterior and posterior pairs, which are done for prolapse. Those obviously are going to make your vagina a little bit tighter because you're removing vaginal tissue to make sure that the bladder and the rectum are, are held up into the abdomen um, a little bit tighter 
with any surgery involving the vagina, there's going to be some contraction of where the, the tissue is. So that might be felt as a sensation of more tightness. For a long time, I know that doctors believed that climaxes or orgasms happen in your cervix yes. or in your uterus and all. And therefore, a lot of the time they didn't remove the cervix. But yes. then, of course, women feel very worried that if they have removed the cervix, they will never be able to orgasm again. That's not yes. true, right? No, it's not true. So they've done quite a lot of studies to look at it, and they've shown that the cervix is not involved in your climax and your sexual libido and desire. Um, it's more to do with the clitoris and the very elusive G-spot, which is also thought to be the nerve endings which are associated with the clitoris. So the studies physiologically have said that it makes no difference. Although I think many women will say and can attest to the fact that orgasms do feel differently when you suddenly don't have a, a uterus and a cervix because, yes, and that's yeah, normal, right? Anatomy, yes, I mean, your anatomy is completely different and it's it's about learning what your different sensations are going to be without a uterus and without the pressure of the uterus when you do orgasm, without having the, the contraction around the uterus and around the cervix. So, it's not necessarily going to be reduced, but it, it most certainly will be different because your body's different. You feel different. And a lot of the time, you know, and I'm sure we're going to get to this about looking at how some people feel that you can't orgasm or won't be able to. But the studies have actually shown that majority of patients who are post-hysterectomy actually have an increase in libido and an increase in sexual desire and orgasms because the pathology has been removed. You know, if you are having a hysterectomy because of big fibroids or abnormal bleeding, you don't feel good in yourself and your, your emotional side of sex is takes takes a toll. So once that's removed, you feel better. There's no more pain when you have sex. There's no more discomfort. And so your sexual arousal and desire can actually be better. Although women then sometimes struggle with just the idea of their femininity, and particularly in radical hysterectomies, right? That they are, that they feel they haven't, they've lost now most of their yes. female organs. Yes, exactly. And, and I think that's the, the vital key when it comes to, to sex and the difference between men and women. You know, for women, there's a lot more to sex than just the physical, the emotional side behind it. It's the, the way you feel about your body and your femininity and whether you feel good in yourself. Um, and we've always been told your uterus and your ovaries make you a woman. So, you know, if that gets taken out, you feel that you're missing something. But it's also, you know, it's important to realize that the uterus doesn't make you a woman you make you a woman, your hormones make you a woman. And even postmenopausal, when you don't have the same estrogen and progesterone, you're still a woman because of who you are. And it's important to realize that just by removing your uterus, you're not any less of a woman. Let's talk a little bit about the effect of the hormones if women have either been gone into menopause now because their yeah. ovaries have been removed or you know, it also happens, of course, naturally in, in menopausal yes. states. The first one that women complain about a lot is, of course, vaginal dryness and the yes. thinning of the vaginal wall. Yes, completely. A very, very common um, complaint, especially in postmenopausal women and perimenopausal women, as our levels of estrogen reduce. And then if you go and you do surgery when you're not fully menopausal and you remove an ovary, you're taking all that estrogen away. Estrogen is so important for vaginal health, for vaginal lubrication, Um and just for general 
you know, vaginal wellness. So as soon as you lack that estrogen, you're going to get atrophy, which is the thinning of the vaginal tissue, which leads to decreased lubrication, dryness, which then obviously leads to not feeling like you want to have sex because it's uncomfortable, it's, you know, painful with penetration, not as fun. So there are ways of treating that with either oral estrogen, depending on, you know, what you've discussed with your with your practitioner and your gynae about hormone replacement. Something that works really, really well is vaginal estrogen. Um, and we have lots of different preparations. You've got tablets and you've got creams and stuff, which you can apply to the vagina, which allows that local estrogen to take effect in the tissue and re- vitalize the vagina in a way, helping to make it a little bit moist again, making the protective mechanisms come back and helping with that lubrication, especially during sex. Often what goes with that is a loss of libido, which can be linked to hormones or not. Definitely. You know, often we think, whenever we think about ovaries, we think about estrogen and progesterone, but we forget that testosterone is produced by the ovaries as well. So as we become postmenopausal, or if your ovaries are removed, you stop producing progesterone. So the combination of the lack of estrogen and testosterone definitely play a role in libido. And once again, there are ways of supplementing testosterone, um, you know, through hormone replacement, and that you'd, you know, obviously just sit with your gynae and have a chat about that but there are ways of improving that on a physiological level but libido is not only physiological there's lots of emotional and I'm sure Dr. Eve will will touch on this there's a lot of emotional and psychological aspects to libido as well. If there is bleeding after sex post-hysterectomy now should you be concerned or is that okay? Um, No I wouldn't be too concerned obviously it will depend on the amount of bleeding if you are having clots with lots of bleeding, then I would be concerned. And the concern would be that there would be injury to the vaginal tissue. But a little bit of spotting after sex, especially the first couple of times that you have sex after the surgery, can be normal. And that's because the tissues, you know, been through a lot, it's had inflammation, it's healing, you might have a little bit of a area on the cuff, which is what we call granulomatous tissue, which is healing tissue, which is very vascular, and when touched or irritated can bleed a little bit. So spotting after sex is not a major issue. And I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But any heavy bleeding, um, I would call my doctor. Ultimately, I mean, many women worry that they will never be the same sexually again, but there isn't really a reason for that, right? Everything can be solved psychologically and physically as long as women seek help and really take their time, right? Yeah, I think, you know, you you never want to be rushed back into into having sex. And that's obviously where your partner comes into, into play and, you know, where it's important to have a supportive partner because it's not just you know, what's the timeline? When can I get back to sex physically? It's it's the emotional aspects behind it. And the feeling well in yourself and wanting to go back to, to having sex and being intimate with your partner. Like we've said, you can do oral sex and masturbation earlier on, but you need to be ready. And it's important not to force yourself to do something you're not ready to do too early, because then that has repercussions later on when you suddenly, you know, you have sex too early, it's painful, it's sore, you don't enjoy it then every time that you have sex, you're going to anticipate that pain and you're going to anticipate it being uncomfortable. And that obviously doesn't lead to a great sexual experience. So 
taking time, realizing that it's normal to go, you know, fluctuate, especially with hormones. Some days you feel like you really want to, you know, be sexually active, others you don't. And just once again, listening to your body and, and giving it time to, to get back to normal. Dr. Gate, thank you so much. In the next episode, we will talk to Dr. Eve about the more difficult sexual questions that women often ask, Dr. Eve being a sex therapist. But to you, thank you so much for all your time and the insights that you've given us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. My thanks also to Nicola Bruns, as always, for producing this podcast. And thank you for listening. Please email me if you want to get in touch on hysterectomypodcast at gmail.com. I really enjoy hearing from you. I'm Melanie Favurt. Until next time, stay strong and stay brave.